welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. We are going to hear the word, and then we're going to enter into a Wesley Covenant service. It is something that John Wesley put together long ago. Wesley is the founder of the Methodist movement that has become the United Methodist Church, and this is usually done New Year's Day. I figured one day off wasn't going to hurt. So we're going to do this Wesley Covenant service and then go right into communion. And so the covenant service is not to be taken lightly, meaning as you read it and as you're invited to read along with us, the things you will say are going to be heavy. They may require you to stop and think. You may not be quite ready to say them. That's okay. This covenant service is an invitation for those who wish to renew the covenant fully with God, with Christ, and to begin the year in that way. And if you need time, and you can, that's why we have it printed out in your bulletin. You can take it home with you if you need to think about it a little bit. Think about what it means and decide. That's, that's great. Do that. God will be with you. But if you'd like to participate and speak in person, great. And if uh, you want to wait, then just listen to others and consider the words and receive the invitation for maybe a later time. Are we ready? Before, let me say, Happy New Year! 2022. I didn't think 2021 was ever going to end. Who has a New Year's resolution here? One, Candace, you brave soul. You feel comfortable sharing what it is and no pressure because you had no warning. And if you're like, no, not really, that's fine. Or it isn't. The couple. Okay. Okay. So better health and then something else. Anyone else have a resolution? I've made, oh. She has two brand new puppies. One is very brand new, and I'm guessing covering the house and lots of unmentionable things, lots of joys. Get the puppy trained is a New Year's resolution. Uh, I've I've had many resolutions in my 41 years. Some of you may have had a few more and may have a few less. I cannot say that I have kept every one of them or even most of them. I can't say I kept some of them. I got a little easier on myself at one point. You ever bitten off more than you can chew on New Year's? Yeah. So you may know that my wife, Lauren, um, one of my daughters came up and hugged my leg during the prayer, so you probably didn't see that if you weren't paying attention, but... I have a family that was back there, but Lauren is pursuing her second master's degree um, in seminary at Louisville Theological Seminary, and she had to do a big paper to end her first semester, and she wrote on the great evangelist, Father Richard Rohr, and if you don't know his name, just go find a bookstore, find Rohr. It doesn't even matter what book it is. Pick it up and read it. He's awesome. But she wrote about 10 of the 40 books he's written. One of them was a daily meditations for men. So my resolution is to read that meditation, or what he calls as not meditation as much as confrontation. So my resolution is to read from that. So I thank Lauren. There she is. I thank Lauren for introducing me and getting me into that book. So something healthy for my soul. We all could use that. It's a good time to have resolutions. It's a good thing. 
to have resolutions. It pushes us. We often do this in response to something that we've been reflecting upon. If they're reasonable, resolutions can be quite healthy. The holiday season that we've just come through has given us lots of opportunity to reflect. So through Advent, we were anticipating the arrival, telling the story of the arrival long ago, 2,000 years ago, while also telling of the story that's coming at some point in time we don't know, also telling of the arrival here and now within you and within us, because Christ is always at work bringing new birth. And that brings a lot of reflection. It puts things in perspective to think about what God has done. And so it's natural for us as the new year begins and we turn the page on the calendar or probably put an entirely new calendar on the wall that we reflect upon what it might mean for us going forward. It's good to reflect. It's good to evaluate and think. It's good to have a fresh start. And this time of year offers us that. So we hold these things together. We reflect upon all that God has done in this great story, where it's been, where it's going, and our part in that story. How we want to be present in the ongoing work. As Christians, we do this. We hold New Year's a little different. So we're in 2022. A lot of things changed in the year 2020. And as I said before, maybe even more in 2021. We have been through a lot. Amen? We've been through a lot together as a body, as a community. So to begin the new year, we're going to honor our shared walk as Christians, as United Methodists. And we're going to enter into this Wesleyan Covenant service here in a few minutes. The whole idea is for us to remember the covenant that God made with us and has fulfilled in Christ and the invitation for us to renew our covenant to God and to Christ to help us prepare for the new year ahead. And to help us prepare for the scripture that we're going to read, I want to tell you a few things because if you don't know it, it might seem a little confusing. We'll hear from one of the last chapters of the Torah. The Torah is one way to say the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We're going to hear from Deuteronomy, one of the last chapters. These five books are traditionally referred to as the books of Moses. They're also called the law in the New Testament. Anytime you hear them talk about the law, they're talking about these five books because in book two and in book five, the law is given. It's basically repeated, but with a little nuance in the fifth. And the word Torah, these five books, it literally means it's the Hebrew word for teaching or instruction. So when we hear in the reading that Moses wrote down the instruction, and once the instruction read, he's referring to the five books, these five books. Um, so let's hear from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 9 through 13. Then Moses wrote this instruction down and gave it to the priests, the Levites who carry the chest containing the Lord's covenant, and to all of the Israelite elders. Moses then commanded them, at the end of seven years, at the appointed time in the year of debt cancellation, during the festival of booths, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the location the Lord God selects, you must read this instruction aloud in the hearing of all the people. Gather everyone, men, women, children, and the immigrants who live in your cities in order that they hear it. 
Learn it and revere the Lord your God, carefully doing all the words of this instruction, and so that their children who don't yet know the instruction may hear it and learn to revere the Lord your God. For as long as you live on the ground, you are crossing the Jordan River to possess the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Moses tells the people to gather together and hear the instruction every 50th year. You may not have heard the word 50th in there, but the year of debt cancellations happens every 50th year. There's Sabbath, seven days. You have the Sabbath day, the seventh. You have a Sabbath year every seventh year. And after seven sevenths years, then you have the year of Jubilee every 50th. The year of Jubilee, all debts are canceled. Can you imagine? All land goes back to its original owners. Where would we go? Probably across the ocean. All status, power, social standing of the uppity-ups and the lowerty-lows, they all get evened out. Everyone gets a fresh start. Basically, every generation has a chance to start fresh without the past impacting their lives in that way. Imagine. And Moses says, gather everyone together, everybody. It doesn't matter your gender, your age. doesn't matter your citizenship. Gather them together, everyone, and hear the entire instruction, all five books. You can't skip that Sunday. You got to hear all five. Should we do that sometime? The point of doing all of this, if you're going to start fresh, if everyone's going to be even, we're going to start over then we're going to start with the foundation that we need to remember some things, to remember that they are humanity. Humanity, back in Genesis, is told that they are the image bearers of God. Then they need to remember that they are chosen. So we find that in Genesis. Abraham becomes a covenant partner with God, and through Abraham, all the world is going to be blessed. And then they're reminded that they are Israel in the second book and in the other books, of course, too. They are redeemed from Egypt. They have entered into a covenant relationship in the great wedding ceremony at Sinai. It's Exodus 19, if you're not sure what I'm referring to. And then they are instructed on how to be the archetype image bearers to bring all of humanity back into that role, into that relationship. What better way to start than to hear it from beginning to end, and hearing the law twice, the original 10 and then the 613 commandments that all point back to the 10. They need to remember their story and at the same time, re-member themselves in the story, commit. If they're going to have a fresh start in Jubilee, they need to start with the right foundation of who they are and whose they are. Through God's great mercy and God's great love, we have that chance too. Amen? Through Jesus Christ, we know the Holy Spirit renews our hearts if we offer ourselves with humility and honesty. We are offered the chance to place our faith in this good news, no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, 
No matter what we've done, our scripture tells us we are humanity, God's image bearers. We are the chosen. We are the ones through whom the world will be blessed. And we are Israel. We are the archetypes. We're committed in this unique way. And so in this new year, ready for a fresh start, we're going to enter into this covenant service to remember through the Holy Spirit our place in God's story that was given to us in Jesus Christ. And then we're going to remember ourselves to it and to each other, letting go of everything else. That's the hard part. Letting go of everything else, trusting that God will provide what you need. We're going to walk through the service and then we'll enter Holy Communion. It's a way for us to remember the covenant as we are offered a seat at the table of Christ to be a part of what God is doing in the kingdom as we acknowledge and submit ourselves to the reign of God and to Jesus as King and Lord. Are you ready? We're going to do it. Um, And like I said, if you're not quite there yet, that's okay. God has infinite grace and mercy for all of us. There have been times in my life I was not ready. There have been times in all of our lives we're not ready. Amen? Let this be a means of grace. And what I mean by that is that maybe just hearing it, reading it, thinking about it, and given a little time, you'll come to be ready. That's, of course, our goal. That's our hope. But if you're not there yet, then accept our grace and love. Let us take a moment, and you can read from your bulletin or read from the screens um, the responses that you will give. My friends, receive the invitation to commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. Give yourselves to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and our interests. Others are contrary to both. And some we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. And so reading with me, let us therefore go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart give it all to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be all in all or he will be nothing. Confirm this by holy covenant. To make this covenant a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, 
set apart some time, more than once, to be spent alone before God in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you in carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant and searching your hearts whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are, and whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure you are clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so that you can keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts, you have opened your mouths to the Lord, and you have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees in spirit, in reality. Lift your hands toward heaven. Open your hearts to the Lord as we pray. Let us recite our covenant prayer in your bulletin or on the screens. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness in not having done your will, for you have promised mercy to me if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, covenanting with you that no known sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch all temptations that will lead me away from you, for my own righteousness is riddled with sin, unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you would allow it. Before all heaven and earth, I here acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion, and vow to give up myself body and soul as your servant to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Jesus, I do here on bended knees accept Christ as the only new and living way and sincerely join myself in a covenant with him. O blessed Jesus, I come to you hungry, sinful, miserable, blind and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. I do here with all my power accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own worthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. 
I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to your direction and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart. O God, you know that I make this covenant with you today without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, guide me and help me to set it aright. And now glory be to you, O God the Father, whom I from this day forward shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory be to you, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood, and now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power have turned my heart from sin to God. Almighty God, the Lord omnipotent, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. So be it, and let the covenant I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. Amen. You are advised to make this covenant not only in your heart, but in word, not only in word, but in writing, which is why you have it here in your bulletin. You are invited now, later, with all reverence to lay aside this act, this service before the Lord and sign it. Keep it somewhere. Keep it visible, somewhere close, that in the year ahead, when you falter, when you stumble, you can go to it and be reminded. You can remember and you can remember. We thank you for joining us today. And it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries, visit our website at sellersburgumc.com.